0: Welcome to Zichudav Simani, member my Ram Goldrai and here Baba Kama, Lamad Dahl, the third parak, Hamaniach. The third parak has been generally responsible for Nishmas, or of Yitzchak ben Mer Golombek, may Neshama So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, bryce had taught that if an ox was damaged and then increased in value until it exceeded its original value and would have been worth even more if not for the damage, no sin kshasa nezik. The mazik pays according to the loss assessed at the time of damage. If it depreciated further after the damage, Ahmad Abedin, he pays according to the time of standing and judgment and is responsible for the additional loss. If the ox that damage increase in value after damaging, the nizak does not gain from the appreciation. If it depreciates in value, the Nizak shares in the loss. Since this final case shows that the brights of Falls Ruby Kiva's opinion that the Nizak immediately takes partial ownership of the damaging ox and is share depreciated, the Gamora must explain that he does not gain from the appreciation in the previous case only because Shippenu, where the damager fattened it through his own expense. Ravashi explains that the mazik is responsible for the injured ox's later deterioration, the kachos maka, where it deteriorated because of the original blow. Because the nizah can say, "Kane your ox's horn is buried in my ox. Pointing to the next mission, says that where an ox worth tunat zuz killed another worth the same, and the carcass is worthless, Rav Mer says al Regarding this case, the Torah states, "Makros ashorachay v'chatzu as kaspo." They shall sell the live ox and divide its money. Since the proceeds equal the full damage, dividing them gives the victim half damages. Ryuta says that although the Allahi is true, it's not the case of the Pusik, which also states, and they shall also divide the dead one. Rather, the Pusik's case is where the carcass is worth 50 Zuz, and the damage is 150 Zuz. Both parties take, so to speak, half the live ox and half the dead ox, meaning each receives 125 Zuz and suffers a loss of 75 Zuz, which is half the total damage. They weren't asked for the Nafkamina between the Tanaim and eventually, Rabbi Yochanan explains, Shavach neveu the difference between them concerns appreciation of the carcass. Rabbi Meir, who says the mazik has no share in the carcass, holds the benefit belongs only to the nizak. And Rabbi Yudah, who holds the mazik has a share in the carcass, holds they share the benefit. And pointing with you, Rabbi Yavoh taught a Bryson before Rabbi Yochanan, peturin, all who do destructive acts on Shabbos are exempt from punishment because only constructive acts are liable, except for one who wounds and one who burns, which are liable even for destructive acts. Rashi explains, according to the Gemara in Shabbos, that the Torah's permit a meal on Shabbos and its prohibition of melting metal for execution by burning imply that these two Malachas are normally liable even when they're destructive. Rabbi Yochanan told him, Puk lebar, go out and teach this Risa outside the base of Midrash, for it's inaccurate. This ruling that wounding and burning are liable even when destructive was not said by Tanaim. He added that if such a statement does exist, it requires interpretation. Chobo b'zarek Kalbo, One who wounds would apply where he needs the blood for his dog. Mavi b'zarek And one who burns would apply where he needs his ashes. Although the act is destructive and the total damage is greater than the benefit, his purposeful intent is sufficient for these malachas for liability. So once again, the three points are number one of taught that if an ox was damaged and then increased in value until it exceeded its original value and would have been worth even more, if not for the damage, nosin kashasa nezik, the mazik pays according to the loss assessed at the time of damage. If it depreciated further after the damage, keshasa amad he pays according to the time of standing and judgment and is responsible for the additional loss. If the ox that damage increase in value after damaging, the nizik does not gain from the appreciation, if it depreciates in value, the Nizak shares in the loss. Since this final case shows that the Bryce of Falls Rebbe Kiva's opinion that the Nizak immediately takes partial ownership of the damaging ox and is shared depreciated, the Gamor must explain that he does not gain from the appreciation in the previous case, only Kushapitmu, where the damager fattened it through his own expense. Ravashi explains that the mazik is responsible for the injured ox's later deterioration, the kachos maka, where it deteriorated because of the original blow. Because the nizah can say, "Karned your ox's horn is buried in my ox. Pointing to the next mishnah, says that where an ox worth tuna zuz killed another worth the same, and the carcass is worthless, Rav Meir says al Regarding this case, the Torah states, "Makros eshorach as kaspo." They shall sell the live ox and divide its money. Since the proceeds equal the full damage, dividing them gives the victim half damages. Ryuta says that although the waqa is true, it's not the case of the pasuk, which also states, and they shall also divide the dead one. Rather, the pasuk's case is where the carcass is worth 50 zuz, and the damage is 150 zuz. Both parties take, so to speak, half the live ox and half the dead ox, meaning each receives one hundred and twenty-five zuz and suffers a loss of seventy-five zuz, which is half the total damage. They weren't asked for the Nafkamina between the Tanaim and eventually Yochanan explains Shavak Navel the difference between them concerns appreciation of the carcass. Remiru says the mazik has no share in the carcass, holds the benefit belongs only to the Nizak, and Rubyuda who holds the Mazzik has a share in the carcass, holds they share the benefit. And pointing with you, Rabbi Yavo taught of Bryson before Rabbi Yochanan. All who do destructive acts on Shabbos are exempt from punishment because only constructive acts are liable except for one who wounds and one who burns, which are liable even for destructive acts. Rashi explains, quoting the Gemara in Shabbos, that the Torahs permit a meal on Shabbos and its prohibition of melting metal for execution by burning imply that these two Malachas are normally liable even when they're destructive. Rabbi Yochanan told him, Puk levar, go out and teach this rites outside the base of Midrash, for it's inaccurate. This ruling that wounding and burning are liable even when destructive was not said by Tanaim. He added that if such a statement does exist, it requires interpretation. One who wounds would apply where he needs the blood for his dog. And one who burns would apply where he needs his ashes. Although the act is destructive and the total damage is greater than the benefit, his purposeful intent is sufficient for these malachas for liability. All right, so now we're going to send them to Dollett, and her standard simmon is a ladder. A ladder. So here goes. The injured shore leaning against a ladder and depreciating in value due to the muzzik shore's horn. Stuck in it. Watched the muzzik and Nizik tried to sell a short time and split the money while dividing the dead ox. When all of a sudden a man wounded another man by striking with a stepladder in order to get blood to give his dog, which he would be liable for if he did it on Chabas. Once again, slow motion. The injured shore leaning against a ladder. Ladder? That must be more Duff the injured shore leaning against the ladder and depreciating in value due to the Mazik shore's horn stuck in it, which reminds Gmore discusses if the Mazik or Nizik changed value after the damage, whether the damage is assessed, kashasa Nezik at the time of the damage, or kashasa Madabadin at the time of standing in judgment. Ravashi explains that the mazik is responsible for the injured ox's later deterioration where it deteriorated because of the original blow. Because the nizik can say, your ox's horn is buried in my ox. So the injured shore leaning against a ladder and depreciating in value due to the muzik shore horn stuck in it. Watch the Mazik and nizik try to sell Shore and put the money while dividing the dead ox, which reminds us of the Zamalchogas in the mission how to understand the case in the Pasak of U makers they shall sell the live ox and divide its money, Bagama Samai Siachasun, and they shall also divide the dead one. So the injured shore are leaning against a ladder and depreciating the value, due to the mazik Shore's horn stuck in it, Watch the muzzik and nizik try to sell short time and split the money while dividing the dead ox, when all of a sudden a man wounded another man by striking with a stepladder in order to get blood to give his dog, which he would be liable for, if he did it on Shabbos. Which reminds us, Rabbi we taught a price of before Rabbi Yochanan, all who do destructive acts on Shabbos are exempt from punishment because only constructive acts are liable. Except for one who wounds and one who burns, which are liable even for destructive acts. Rayokhan says the case of Chobo is Chobo Bitzar Kabo, one who wounds where he needs the blood for his dog. Although the act is destructive and the toll damage is greater than the benefit, his purposeful intent is sufficient for liability. So once again, the injured shore leaning against a ladder and appreciating in value due to the muzzled shore's horn stuck in it. Watch the mazik and nizek try to sell short time and split the money while dividing the dead ox, when all of a sudden a man wounded another man by striking him with a stepladder in order to get blood to give his dog, which he would be liable for if he did on Shabbos. All right, so now it's time for 4-Belabach <laughs> Daflam Daf Lamed. So the similar Daf Lamed is a Melamed, a Rebbe. So here goes. The pious Rebbe. Rebbe? That must mean we're on Lamed. Melamed. The pious Rebbe who was teaching his Talmud in Nazikim, Perki and Brachos. So they should become in which reminds us what Yehuda said. Haiman the Ba'ilu Mahaveh Chasida, one who wants to be a pious person, in like, Haim Mili de Nazikim, should fulfill the words of Masech the Nezikin." Rava says, Mili de Avos, he should fulfill the words of Perki Avos. Others say mili de Brachus, he should fulfill the words of Masechus Brachus. So the pious Rebbe who was teaching his talmidin and Azikin, Perkiyavus and Brachus, so they should become Chasidin, told his class to look outside as a man had just slipped on cut straw that someone had placed on the road to become fertilizer, which reminds us the next mission states of so Mosius Tifnavakasho, Lorushusarabim was volume. If one puts his cut straw or uncut straw in Rushus Rabbi to become fertilizer, and someone was damaged by it, the owner must pay for the damages. So the pious Rebbe was teaching his Talmud and Ezekim, brachos, and, and Brachus, so they should become Chassidim, told his class to look outside as a man had just slipped on cut straw that someone had placed on the road to become fertilizer, while another person came and acquired some of the straw for himself, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught about straw left out in public. Kol Kodim whoever is first to take it, acquires, it. Rav explains, Ben and Ben Meshivchan, anyone may acquire both the straw itself and its improvements gained while on property left in public. Ziri says, one may acquire its improvements, but not the straw itself, and the owner retains its original value. So the similar DAF relates to the law, and we use a judge. So here goes. When the judge judge, that must mean we're DAF law. When the judge, carrying the flower pot to decorate the courtroom, tripped over the judge who stumbled in front of him, who didn't warn him. Which reminds us, the next mission states, If you have two potters walking, one behind the other, and the first stumbled and fell, and the second stumbled on the first, the first is high for damages to the second. Rabbi Yochan explains that even according to the opinion that one who stumbles is faultless, the first person is high for because he should have stood up after falling and he didn't stand up. But Nachman Yitzchik says he's even hive if he could not have stood up in time, because he should have warned the person behind him and he didn't warn him. Rabbi Yochanan holds he is not faulted for failing to warn the second person, the Tari, because he was preoccupied. So when the judge carrying the flower pot to decorate the courtroom tripped over the judge who stumbled in front of him, who didn't warn him, he called out regarding his broken shards, I did not dig this pit, which reminds us, Rav said, Rishon Chai Beniske shen." the first person who fell, is liable for damages of the second, both for damages caused by his body and for damages caused by his property. Sheni Chai Beniske Shishi, the second is liable for damages of the third person who fell over him, Beniske Gufa, only for damages caused by his body of Olobiniske Mamona, but not for damages caused by his property. He's not responsible for damages from his property because he can say I be love anakrise, I did not dig this pit, and is not even responsible for not picking them up if he was Mofka them. So when the judge carrying the flower pot to decorate the courtroom tripped over the judge who stumbled in front of him, who didn't warn him, he called out regarding his broken shards, I did not dig this pit, just as another judge carrying a flower pot and a man carrying a beam. Collided, which reminds us. The next mission states that if one was coming through Rushus Rubim with his barrel and this one was coming with his beam, and they collided, shattering the barrel, the owner of the beam is exempt. because this one has permission to walk through Rushus Rabim, and this one has permission to walk there. Daframid Bass. So this is Base is a lab. So here goes. The scientists outside the Nizikin lab lab, that must have on Daf. Lamed bays the scientists outside the nazikin lab were busy observing the strange behavior of a cow squatting that was then kicked by another cow, which reminds us, Reh Shokish said, <speaking in foreign language> If there are two cows in Rishus of Rabi, one squatting, one walking, If the walker kicked the squatter, its owner is exempt. But if the squatter kicked the walker, its owner is liable. So the scientists outside the Nazikin lab were busy observing the strange behavior of a cow squatting that was then kicked by another cow. When a man ran by, Erev Shabbos, calling out to greet the Shabbos called on his way to Shul, which reminds us, one who runs on Friday at twilight is put from damages because he's running with permission to prepare for Shabbos. The Gmore illustrates the permit to run on Friday at twilight with the practice of Rabbi who would call out, Come, let us go out and greet the bride, the queen. So the scientists outside the Neziken lab were busy observing the strange behavior of a cow squatting that was then kicked. By another cow. When a man ran by, Erev Shabbos calling out to greet the Shabbos called Machasa on his way to Shul, who was about to pass a carpenter shop where a customer just got killed by a flying wood chip, which reminds us if one enters a carpenter shop with rashus and is struck by a chip of wood, the carpenter is planted from Gaulus, in the sense that Golis is not sufficient to atone for him because his sin is too great. The reason is Mishumdahavile Shoget Karbal amazing because the carpenter is an unintentional murderer who is nearly intentional since he was reckless for not ensuring no one was present while he was chopping wood. Duff Lamad Gimel, so the Simmer Duff Lamad Gimel is a pegleg pirate. So here goes. The pegleg pirate, pegleg pirate, that must have more Duff Lamad Gimel. The pegleg pirate who got injured by a tum and was told he could not collect Full damages, which reminds us we have Malchuk as to come whether a Tum that injures a person pays Chassi Nezik or Nezik Shalim. So the pegleg pirate got injured by a Tum and was told he could not collect damages, became enraged when he went to take possession of the ox, which equaled half damages, which reminds us. The next mission teaches that if an ox worth 100 zuz kills an ox worth 200, and the carcass is worthless, not less short, the damaged party takes the damaging ox, which equals half the damages. In a brice, Rabbi says, you shall mashor basin, the ox should be assessed by basin, and the owner pays the victim up to its value. This is because Rubishmo holds that the victim is merely a Balkhov, the damages creditor, and has a monetary claim against him, but no claim to the ox itself. Ribikiva says, Huchada sure, the ox is automatically transferred to the possession of the victim. This is because he holds the Nisakazhutov, a, a partner in the ox, but portion of the amount owed. So the Pegleg pirate who got injured by a tum and was told he could not collect full damages, became enraged when he went to take possession of the ox, which equaled half damages, and saw that the owner had already. Shechted it. Which reminds us of Bryce's estates, <shakato> <b'matana masha> <asui> If the owner shechted the damaging ox or gave it away as a gift, what he has done is done. The Gemara asks, let him come and collect from its meat. Rav Shivsi explained that the difference pertains to Pachas Shechita, the depreciation caused by shaklin, for which the mazik does not have to pay. Rav Huna Bred Rav Shua said, Zo mazik shibudu pater. This tells us that one who damages his fellow's lien is exempt from paying the creditor because the damage is indirect. Here, although he reduced the value of the ox which the victim would collect, he does not pay the difference. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which Duff do you of if a person who stumbled and didn't warn the person behind him is liable for damages? That's on Duff. Good number two. Which stuff when you want a musicker is responsible for depreciation where the deterioration was the result of the original blow, such as the horn buried in the Nizak's ox? That's on duff. Good number three. Which stuff when you learn if one entered a carpenter shop with reshus and is killed by a flying woodchip? The carpenter is putt from Gauss because it's a shogi carvel amazee. That's on duff. Ahmed Good number four. Which stuff do you discuss what the halacha is in a case where the mazik shechs the shore or gives it away as a matana? That's on Dav. Ahmed Good number five. Which stuff do you Rabbi says, All destructive acts on shavas are exempt from punishment except for wounding and burning? That's on Dav. Ahmed Good number six. Which stuff they learn that one who wants to be a hostage should learn? Masechah's Nazikin or Perki or Masechah's Brachos? That's on daf. Good number seven. Which stuff? Do we have Malchuk, whether the nizek is considered a shotof and can take possession of the mazik's animal or he's considered a balkhof. That's on daf. Good number eight. Which stuff they learn if a man pulls out his ox from under an attacking shore and the attacking shore dies, the man is putter from payment? That's on daf. Good. Number nine. Which stuff do you discuss how to understand the Pasuk of That's on Duff? Good. Number ten. Which stuff do you know The one is permitted to run Erev Shabbos and his putter from damages? That's on Ahmed Bays. Excellent. That comes today, Shir. This is Rabbi Ramgold from Zichu, wishing you a great day and great learning.